the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific Time on 910 AM, more stimulating talk, San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. Live from the Bay Area, your money, your life. This is Rob Black. It's Rob Black Show. December 1, calendar year 2009, 24 days till Christmas. How annoying is that? I'm back. You better believe it. Took a few days off for the holidays, ho, ho, ho. Spent some time with friends and family and loved ones, and hopefully you did as well. But I'm back to talk to you about money, to talk to you about nest eggs, talk to you about getting to retirement. I tried to do it in a Generation X style that's abrupt, honest, to the point. And I'll filter out the news that, that you need to not know. Producer Heidi on the board today. If you want to talk to a woman or talk to me, call the show 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It feels really good to be back, to be on what I refer to as the air chair. Because now I can make fun of all the lame radio shows that are out there for 80-year-old people. Because I'm trying to do something a little bit different. Try to weave in a little bit of comedy, a little bit of insight, a little bit of Generation X into money. Do you know pandas poop 135 times a day? How do they, like, I don't know. Have you ever had a loved one come in while you're pooping and have, just try to have a conversation? Can you be, imagine being a panda and have a conversation and while you're every 135 times a day? I mean, do the math on that, and good God, was that five plus an hour? It's five plus an hour. You can't go 10 minutes without your, you and your spouse going... Oh, good God. I've already started to uh, denigrate. I've got problems in my life, and I use this show as a kind of a jumping board to talk about my life and to talk about money and retirement. I think it's the biggest issue in in our lives. But first and foremost, let's talk about this just crazy couple. I'm so annoyed with them. Michelle and Tariq Salali, the couple accused of crashing the state dinner at the White House and hopeful participants in Bravo's upcoming D.C. version of The Real Housewives. They went on NBC's Today Show today. They said they were invited to the dinner. The White House begs to differ. Bravo, which is owned by NBC, not a coincidence that they went on the Today Show and skipped CNN's Larry King Live, the man who looks like a frog with suspenders. I don't know. I see everything as money. So when I saw them on NBC, I was like, oh, yeah, that's the, isn't that the, the parent company of Bravo? Yeah, it is, isn't it? Anyway, the couple is so freaking annoying. It's already December 1st, and I got, I got my first couple that I want to throw in the Darwinian wood chipper. Yep, that's where they go. saw a story out there today that just made me slightly angry. I don't know. I just my, my instant reaction was, no. No. It's YouTube and Google, who owns YouTube. They're talking with TV networks about offering individual episodes of TV shows for a fee. So YouTube's going to become PayTube. Mm, okay, I kind of get it. 
What's the right amount of money for a TV show? Is it 99 cents for an hour? Is it 49 cents? Like, what do you think you're spending? It's an interesting dilemma, right? You know, Apple and iTunes and Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs wants to get all the TV content into a monthly subscription for 30 bucks. You can get any TV show you want, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox. Probably throw in some TNT and things like that as well. You know who hates that idea is cable companies, cable companies, Comcast. And that's why Comcast is trying to buy NBC Universal so they can get some of that content that, you know, uh, everyone's in this like bull rush to try to give away in some sort of package services. So Sony, I'm sorry, not Sony, but YouTube, Paytube. So the move would not be surprising given that TV shows already are on sale for at iTunes and at Hulu. Um, and it's also likely to at least part, you know, get that partial pay model going for for YouTube. Episodes would be streamed instead of downloaded, as the case with iTunes. But then again, you would pay to see a movie in a theater. You don't want to walk home with a copy. So, I don't know. I don't think there's a right answer on this one. But I didn't like it. I like that YouTube is goofy, stupid videos that really waste all of our lives and our times pretty aggressively. And now they're going to start getting good content, television content. Speaking of televisions... Did you see TV prices down 22% for Black Friday? LCD TVs down 22%. I think there's nothing funnier than watching someone try to wrestle a 50-inch TV into a Ford Taurus. It's pretty funny. Because it doesn't fit. Especially in the box. It doesn't fit. 50-inch TV. We are such a funny nation, aren't we? I know a guy that's about five foot six, and he has a 60-inch six, TV. The TV's taller than he is. Pretty close to it, you know? So, once again, size matters, right? Making up for something elsewhere, right? A little Napoleon syndrome. So, TV price is down 22% for Black Friday. Some sizes offered even steeper drops. 26-inch models were down almost 35%. $250 for a 26-inch flat panel TV. So, the most commonly advertised models for the weekend were 32 inches. Average price drop there was about 25%. What's interesting to hear, and again, this is where... I come in as your Lord Savior on all things financial. What's interesting to note about this is down 25% year over year. What's that mean? Do you know how hard it is to make money when your product goes down 25%? It would be like a Coca-Cola down 25% year over year because they get you know cheaper water. No, 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 no. Coca-Cola doesn't slash prices. They raise prices. But TV sets get slashed. Healthcare costs go up. So I'm teaching you a quick lesson on inflation and deflation. And the quick lesson that you got to know about technology, it's smaller, cheaper, faster, right? I got a nice size TV. I think I got a 42-incher. I want a 46-incher. It would fit my wall a little bit nicer, right? So we are a consumer-driven nation that just, for some reason, continue to consume. Chomp, 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 chomp. Continue to consume. Chomp, 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 chomp. We should go to a more European lifestyle, but it ain't going to happen in my lifetime. We're not that big of consumers. But anyway, where do I go with this? Um, Tech companies. It's really brutal to invest in tech companies. Yes, they got volume, volume, volume. The fact that we want more and more and more and more. But they got 25% price drops year over year. You know what Intel's selling today is going to be 20%, 30% cheaper this time next year. Smaller, cheaper, faster is what it's all about in technology. Brutal environment. And then in technology, you get to a point where you're kind of saturated. For instance, my smartphone, I don't really know if I need a smarter phone. My smartphone's not that smart. 
I got it new out of the box. And I, I told it to, to hit redial. And he got confused and had a nervous breakdown. It's not that smart. Because it was brand new. It didn't never called anyone before. And redial and whew, oh for one in the humor department today. Tough crowd. Tough crowd. And you know who my crowd is? It's Heidi. Heidi, my producer. And you can call her 800-345-5639. She watches me from the other side of the fishbowl. And if she doesn't laugh at my joke, then I know you don't laugh at my jokes. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639. And you're only about a minute late there, Heidi. It's good timing. We're back. Took four or five days off, and you can see that our timing just ain't right quite yet. Okay, so... Black Friday. I'm not one of those people who goes to the malls on Friday. I just screw that. I'm, you know, going to eat some more spam or some more turkey or whatever it is that I eat. Spam. Don't even go there. Um, so Friday you're eating the turkey and you're bloated and you're, you're watching good college football and you're happy and life is good. I'm not much of a shopper. I'm really not. I hate people. I hate people at malls. The people that are, you know, anytime you go to a shopping mall, it's guaranteed that someone weighs 150 pounds more than you. So it does make you feel good about your life and you're good about your lifestyle, but just not very much fun. So I'm a Cyber Monday guy. Cyber Monday is the Monday after Black Friday. It's when we all go to work on Monday and we say, ooh, I didn't go shopping on Friday. So let's see what deals we can get on Monday, Cyber Monday. And websites actually do a pretty good job. They offer all sorts of goodies. So web shoppers spent about 11% more than they did a year ago. And that's why companies like Amazon.com are doing so well. Several sites actually reported record sales. Aren't we in a recession? Aren't we coming out of a recession? There's a handbag retailer. Guys, if you want to get uh, your lady a handbag, go to ebags.com. ebags.com. Their sales were up 55% year over year. They offer 20% off on all purchases and free shipping for purchases over 100 buckaroos. Overstock.com. They said their sales were about 10% above their record-breaking Friday levels. It offered free shipping on all purchases and a free car giveaway. Amazon.com had a busy day. Traffic to the site rivaled some of the biggest shopping days ever for them. My call screen's not up, so just give me a name. 800-345-5639. Let's go to Catherine in Berkeley. Catherine? Uh, hi. Um, I'm trying to figure out how to invest in healthcare. I'm being so thoroughly gouged by my insurance that I feel like there must be some investment opportunity there. You think you're gouged? And um, I'm looking at PPH, which is a pharmaceutical um, ETF, and also UNH, um, United Healthcare. Okay, two very different types. I'm just wondering if you have any opinions on either of those. Sure, two very different type of companies. Um, I, I guess, especially wondering about, you know, pharmaceuticals also versus, you know, actual healthcare providers. Okay, um, and you're looking at PPH and UNH? I actually can't hear you. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be listening through the radio. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first day back. There you go. You're there? Okay. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. So, um, let me tackle UNH first, because okay. I think that's a little bit easier to throw out there. Um, UNH, United Healthcare, everyone, like you said, and thanks for the call, they know, you know, HMOs and PPOs, and we feel like we're getting gouged, but if you think about it, you're actually getting insurance which is pretty nice to have in case something horrific goes wrong with you. Um, lung cancer, lamb disease, uh, you know, breaking a leg. Uh, trying to come up with that money all at once would be pretty brutal for most people. Now, United Health, ticker symbol UNH, it offers a variety of HMOs, PPOs, POSs, point of services. It's a pretty large company. 
Um, what I would want you to do, they do $81 billion in sales per year. And they got into a little bit of trouble. They had a highly compensated CEO, and now is not the time to have a highly compensated C- CEO, if you know what I'm saying. And they got into some trouble a couple of years ago. Their competition is Aetna, and their competition is WellPoint. These are what you would compare them to. So what I would do is take UNH, WellPoint, and Aetna, and Humana, and look at the price-to-sales ratios. Look at how big the states are. Now, healthcare in that case, United Healthcare, they will do well when we create more jobs because as we create more jobs, we'll put more people under healthcare insurance. Now, there's a question mark with the Obama administration on whether or not there's going to be a public option or not a public option. Will it kill these guys or not? So you have that to deal with. The way I like to play healthcare is a company called Teva Pharmaceuticals, ticker symbol TEVA. And what they make is generics. And the companies like Merck, Pfizer, Eli Lilly, they come up with um, all these, you know, crazy, crazy drugs to help us with our life, erectile dysfunction. And seven years after that, they go off patent. And as they go off patent, companies like Teva can make the ingredients and then make the pills. They both, they have the ingredients, plus they have a generic brand. So Teva is my play on healthcare. Um, as far as the pharmaceutical healthcare holders, um, let's take a quick look at the holdings. PPH, PPH, Abbott, Bristol, Lilly, Forrest, Johnson & Johnson, Merck, Pfizer. I think that's an okay way to play it. Um, again, United's not bad. Humana's not bad as far as HMOs, PPOs, but you've got a little presidential risk on that. PPH is a pretty good diversified place. I'm with you on that. I'm angling for Teva. 800-345-5639. Thanks for the call, Catherine. Do appreciate it. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. to Rob Black, 9-10 a.m., more stimulating talk. Eddie Vedder's voice. I always feel weird about that. Pearl Jam's lead singer. Live was a big pop hit for Pearl Jam, who probably didn't want a lot of pop hits. If you remember them as the 90s grunge band, they probably were a little bit dismayed by it. So the lyrics, the song is the first piece in a trilogy of songs in which Vedder described as a mini opera. Um, He's very operatic, uh, high drama in his music. It's uh, part autobiographical about his family and uh, his father and issues that he has that I probably have as well. 800-345-5639. Before we went to break, I talked to Catherine, and Catherine was a great caller, and I shortchanged her a little bit because we got to her late in the segment. Um, Talking about HMOs and PPOs, and typically what you would say when you invest in them, you're looking for employment because the more people are employed, the more they have health care. So it's a play on healthcare. Now, I myself am not a big fan. I prefer that you go after life insurance companies as a play on healthcare because we're living longer. And as we're living longer, we're using more healthcare. 
United United Healthcare, UNH is a great name. And when we have high unemployment, 10.5% in the United States, it's actually a great time to look at those names, except for we don't know what's going to come out of Congress and Obama's administration as far as healthcare reforms. So there's some question marks that add a little bit of risk to your investment. But I do know we'll be taking more and more drugs as we age, the baby boomers in America and everyone around the world, and doctors are going to be incentivized to cut costs. And part of the way they're going to do that is through generic drugs. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Let's go to Stephanie in Petaluma. Hey, Rob. I'm a pharmacist, and I, I like Teva. It's a good company. So tell me a little bit about being a pharmacist. How, how great is that as a job? Um, it's, it, uh, it's stressful. It's stressful, <laughs> really? Is it because we, we show up and we want our medications right then, or is it because we all show up sick and coughing and at you? All of the above. All of the above. Yeah, Teva's going to face a lot of competition from Ranbaxy, though. They're very aggressive. The Indian manufacturers are very aggressive. Another company that you can go out and publicly buy as well, so maybe you play the whole sector by buying them both. Yeah, some of the generic companies had paperwork troubles, though, and they're getting sanctioned by the FDA. So, um, And I don't remember the last time that happened to Teva, so I do like them. That's good information. Um, I have a question. Um, I've got teenage boys. I've called you before. Um, my 401k is fully funded. I want to start playing around in the stock market. Is it smart to open up an E-Trade account and show that to the kids and let them watch me do that? Or is, is there a better way to invest, say, $100 a month um, in, in the stock market? What's your goal for investing for the kids? You know, Honestly, they're, they're older now. My goal with respect to the children is really to let them um, uh, change from the consumer mindset to, you know, if you really like Quicksilver clothes, for example, yep. maybe you should be investing in Quicksilver as a company. Um, you know, I've talked to them about the fact that people are not going to see your 401K, but when you're sitting around with your friends, um, eventually the topic of investment comes up and... Um, you know, it's nice to be able to say at an early age that you actually have a little nest egg already. Um, so, I, I, you know, I, I, want, I want them to start thinking about investing and saving, and, and I think it can be fun. I think that's part of what your show does is sort of make the idea of investing a little bit of fun. Um, but then I have a personal goal, which is to make a little bit of money, to, to play around with. I don't, yeah. um, you know, to buy maybe a, a car or a vacation or something. Absolutely. Um, I almost want you to separate the two thoughts because the kids, I love the idea of having you open an account with E-Trade or buyandhold.com or TD Ameritrade or Fidelity. They're all about the same. Some are a little bit more expensive, but the more expensive they are, the better paperwork you get. Um, The least expensive, the more hassle there is. So I like TD Ameritrade. I like uh, enormously. I think they're, they're more than fine. Um, as far as the kids go, um, I think you're right. You know, Quicksilver, you know, they ride the wave of youth appeal and I don't get it because I didn't grow up a little skateboarder or a surfer. Um, they're, you know, they're boards to riders clubs, you know, there's raisins and Roxy's and Quicksilver's and Hawk and radio Fiji and, and GNU. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that's a great idea because what will happen is if you get them involved now, they'll make mistakes, Stephanie that they won't make when they're in their 20s or 30s. And they'll lose a little bit of money now, and they'll feel pain and sting and anguish. And they'll learn, like, maybe apparel's too tough for me to invest in. Um, you can get into video games. Activision Vivendi. I'm sure your kids play Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Um, Xbox. <laughs> Microsoft. 
Um, read the annual reports. I mean, when you get the annual report for Activision, it's fantastic. It shows video games. It's glossy and it's beautiful. Um, you know, other ideas for them like Pixar, if they like Pixar films or um, if they like ESPN, you know, Disney, uh, who owns that company. And you know, just teach them some lessons now so they make mistakes. As far as uh, making a little bit of money, it's a full-time job, Stephanie, and um, keep that in mind. So what I want you to do is max out the 401k, diversify, uh, diversify the 401k. And then if you want to play with 10% of your wealth, I have no problem with you playing with 10%. I would prefer that you go with companies that you know were alive when you were a little girl, like Johnson & Johnson and Procter & Gamble. So you can kind of see how the market reacts in good economies and bad economies, and then get into the more sexier, you know, uh, intuitive surgical uh, later in your investing career as you've uh, seen some cycles and seen some some movement, per se. Did I did I answer you, or do you have another deeper question? No, and honestly, I, I came to the phone wanting to know where I should open one of these, you know, trading accounts. And I've heard that it's safer to go with mutual funds. Um, and I, I you know, I, I, I wouldn't be playing around with money that I would be devastated to lose. Good. It would be more of a hobby, um, you know, rather than shopping with, you know, $100 on a sweater that it turns out I don't really like that much. Absolutely. I'd rather kind of put it in the stock market. You sound like a good woman. I, I like where you're going with that. Um, and you I have got, plenty of sweaters. <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> you know, I've got the coolest sweater. I've got a Charlie Brown sweater that my oh, brother cool. my brother David had, and <laughs> my my brother Pete stole it from him, and then my brother Michael stole it from Peter, and then I stole it from Michael, and then my sister stole it from me, and I stole it back. <laughs> and I put it on uh, over Thanksgiving, and I sent a photo to my sister with it on. It's like it's a family heirloom. <laughs> and uh, it's so bad, it's wonderful. That's great. So anyway, um, call back and uh, by all means, uh, get your kids involved in investing. And you know, it's it's far better for them to make mistakes now. It's not important that they hit home runs, but that they learn how important it is to uh, you know do it yourself, so to speak. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, and uh, again, super thumbs up to you. I always appreciate a woman who um, looks after her kids in unique ways. It's so easy to you know. Um, drop out of sight with your kids. But once they get 14, 15, 16, it is such a good idea to get them involved with a Roth IRA if they work um, because they'll learn, you know, how this actually works. And it's it's a bit of a game that you have to learn and make mistakes on. Trust me, I've made mistakes and you will too. Um, and what you quickly learn is you don't like losing money. So you have to minimize ways to lose money and minimize your stress. And maybe you'll find out that you're not a good investor because you're too emotional. Maybe you'll find out that you're a great investor um, and, you know, come work for me. 800-345-5639 to get your calls there. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. I'm John Cobell. I'm Ken Champeau. We're the John and Ken Show. Join us weekdays from 3 to 7. Now, Rob Black on 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Great. I appreciate it. Stephanie in Petaluma, where the chickens live. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. And I, I briefly talked about Quicksilver. She brought it up. And uh, Quicksilver obviously makes, how do I must call it, uh, alternative sports clothes? 
alternative sports being skateboarding and snowboarding? I grew up and you skied. You got on skis and you went down the mountain. That We didn't have snowboards. Um, it's kind of funny. I'm the world's worst skier. And I'm kind of a big guy. I'm 6'2", 200 plus. Um, I'm a big boy. Like I look like a linebacker. I'm a... I'm not your typical financial nerd twerp. Um, don't wear suspenders. So when I go skiing, I look like a bear. And I always was fearful that the ranger would shoot me because I, I'm like coming fast out of control at another bunch of people. And I'm not the best. But anyway, back to her point. Um, taking a look at Quicksilver, you got to look at their competition. They've got big competition in Adidas and big competition in Nike. But what's interesting to note about that is some kids won't be caught dead in Nike. Some kids absolutely positively refuse to go that direction. It's interesting. Um, I don't know. Uh, Nike kind of missed this. Now, they can buy their competition, and Nike can you know, uh, manufacture their goods in overseas markets at a lot less than Quicksilver can in volume, volume, volume. But there's a little bit of a corporate culture that goes on at, at some points in time. So it's worthy of mentioning. It's worthy of mentioning. And again, let's take a quick look at uh, Quicksilver's financials. And they're out of Huntington Beach. And if you take a look in the last few years, it's just a stunning story. Um, you know, revenue growing from $2 billion to $2.4 billion, uh, But they're losing money. So even though you like the idea, it may not be the investment idea that you ultimately want. It could be a great trend if you get in early. But... Investing in trends is tough because, again, the competition is something you always have to look at. I told her to get the annual reports, and you can get free annual reports by going to WSJ, Wall Street Journal, WSJ.orderannualreports.com, orderannualreports.com, and they'll send you in the next business day an annual report. So if you've never looked at one, you should. Inside an annual report, you'll learn all about the risks of a company, and it's it's under a segment, it's under a title risk to the company. It's it's not rocket science. I can tell you, I love Quicksilver. I love their clothes. It's so easy to say, love, 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 right? But then you got to see the risk. The risks will say in the annual report, Nike and Adidas are big boy competition and they could kill us. It might say, lawsuits. We made some clothes that um, caused cancer. Now, again, I'm not saying Quicksilver clothes caused cancer. Please don't put that out there. Don't edit me in saying that because I'll get sued. Uh, you have to see the risks. An annual report is a wonderful place to learn who the competition is, what the risks are, and what their goal for the future is. They have something called a shareholder letter from the CEO. And it's typically the first page of an annual report. An annual report is designed typically by graphic designers to look yummy and delicious. It's terribly well designed and it's expensive. But that's because they're trying to keep shareholders. It's a marketing piece for them. So you have to dig for the information. The financials are there. You have to dig for it, but it's there. And again, don't fall in love with companies. Find reasons not to love companies. I looked at the uh, 10-year treasury note. I've uh, got the Wall Street Journal open, if you can't tell. 3.3%. 10-year right now, our government will secure your butt. They will cover you at 3.3% over the next 10 years. Each year you get 3.3%. That's not enough. My money has to work hard, harder. My money needs to get me 6 to 10%. So I have to expose it to more risk. Now, I'm not going to risk a lot by going with government treasury bonds. It's not. It's fine. But my reward's not going to be good either. So you see what I go with there. It's all about risk to reward. Now, I teach you a lot about money, but I make mistakes. I make mistakes on a regular basis. So you have to understand that. You always should consult a broker advisor before taking action on any stocks mentioned there. So, for instance, I once opened up a restaurant called Bulimia's. Bad idea. 
bad, bad idea. The line for the restroom was longer than the line for getting into the, into the uh, restaurant. Bulimias. And a dunch. I'll be here all week. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in here. It's 800-345-5639. I'm going to talk a little bit more retail, but later. Is everyone's talking retail. Let's talk a little bit about hmm, the Obama administration. No, no, no. Oh, wait, wait. Let's talk retail, but let's talk the stock side of it. Barron's. They reported department stores and discounters were amongst the weekend's biggest winners. Investors are looking for bargains. Should they stick with stocks like Target or Walmart or Macy's or Nordstrom? Should they avoid specialty names like the Gap and Abercrombie and Fitch? Black Friday was a busy and crowded one. 195 million people turned out over the weekend. That's up 13% year over year. That's a lot of people. The malls were filled with, with the hordes. The cows, as I like to refer to them. Deep discounts brought people in. So we saw a year over year uptick in sales, but that was with more people at less of a ticket price. So that's telling you margins aren't good. And that's telling you it's not going to be a wonderful, wonderful time to be uh, buying stocks. But you know, uh, retail stocks. But you know who I like in the world of retail? It's Visa. Today they break out to another high, 82 bucks. It's a consolidation high. So if you don't know what that means, take a look at it and say, oh, that's a consolidation high. So ticker symbol on Visa is V. I do transactions. I pull out my Visa. Today I pulled it out at the, the little drugstore on the corner. So I pulled out my Visa. Visa gets a piece of my action. I bought two sodas and some M&Ms. I know you're saying, now I understand why you sound so hyper on air. Because it's caffeine and, and chocolate oriented. That's right. That's right. So Visa got a piece of my action. Now, I booked some flights back co- back to the East Coast over the weekend for Thanksgiving. You're saying, Rob, what did you do for Thanksgiving? Please tell me. I will, I will, I will, I will. Um, I didn't go back to the East Coast. I tried to, but my dog, Maisie the Wonder Dog, ate some of Kit Kat poop and litter on Wednesday night. She woke up Thursday morning basically paralyzed. So my dog, and I didn't know that she had eaten cat poop. I just assumed that was her fresh breath that I was kissing. The amazing wonder dog wakes up and she can barely walk. She's crippled. She looks like she's 155 years old. So what did I do on Thanksgiving? I went to the vet with Maze the Wonder Dog. And I'll tell you what, you think HMOs and PPO suck? How about vet charges on Thanksgiving? That ain't right. That's all wrong for all the right reasons. But I love my dog. So Maze the Wonder Dog got good treatment. It turns out that she got her head caught in the litter box. And started thrashing it around and smashed her head with a litter box on it into the bed. So she's got a, probably a five-pound, six-pound litter box on her head and smashes it into a bed. And that doesn't feel good for anyone, right? So I spent my day, and I called um, Virgin. I know you're saying, are you going to bring up Virginity? No, I'm going to bring up Virgin Airlines. I, I book flights on Virgin and JetBlue. They're my two favorite airlines. They just are roomier. They're more comfortable. They're cheaper. And they've got more direct flights going to where I want to go. And Virgin said, 50 bucks to cancel your flight. I said, no problem. Maisie the Wonder Dog's worth it. So I spent my day in the vet uh, with Maisie the Wonder Dog, who is recovered nicely. I didn't know she had a spine issue. You know, dogs get spine issues, and she's a high-performance animal. So I was thinking maybe her, something went wrong with her spine, and then, you know, we kind of pieced it together that it was, you know, the dog, cat poop and the cat litter. And, like, if your dog eats cat litter, it could clump inside their intestines, and that's not good. But then again, I think these vets are, like, selling me something. You know, I, I don't know if I necessarily believe them that cat litter could clump inside your, your dog's intestines. But I believed it that day, so ah, I didn't go home. Didn't go home for Thanksgiving. I stayed home and watched lame television. I know you're saying, Rob, I would have invited you over. 
But see, because I didn't go home, I didn't have a turkey. So I went to Safeway Thursday, and I got a turkey. And you know what turkeys are left over on Thursday on Thanksgiving? Almost nothing. It's awful. It's horrific. It was a turk ham. It tasted like ham, but it was a turkey. It was the nastiest, foulest thing that I could imagine in every way, shape, and form. Speaking of going out and buying things, CVS has been accused of selling expired products. Connecticut Attorney General Richard Blumenthal said that his office is suing a unit of CVS Caremark for allegedly selling expired over-the-counter drugs and other products from its stores in Connecticut. Lawsuit was filed against CVS Pharmacy by Mr. Blumenthal in cooperation with the Connecticut Department of Consumer Protection. Twenty or more stores seem to have done it. Uh, CVS agreed to pay $875,000 in penalties, costs, and fees. Okay, so you see a story like this, and you go, oh, that must be awful to be CVS. Their stock, I don't want anything to do with it. Wrong. They got insurance to cover this kind of thing. Let's go to break, but when we come back, Nick in Mountain View has got a story about Maisie the Wonder Dog. I wonder if he's got a dog named Maisie the Wonder Dog. That's weird. What a coincidence. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 